Welcome back to 98.7, The Sugar Coma, the weekly show where we reread children's fables uh, with a particular emphasis on the current sugar epidemic. This week we'll be looking at the tale of Hansel and Gretel. Uh, you may know it as a story of a young brother and sister who are lured into the woods and into a witch's cabin by following sweet sugar indulgences, candies. Um, this week, our host will basically make the argument that those kids deserved it because they were so addicted to sugar. Um, and I'm going to now turn over to our host. Uh, how's it going today? Uh, it's going good. Bill Wonka here uh, coming at you from the factory. <laughs> Uh, Uh, Also known as William Wonka. The the second, of course, (laughs) Esquire. I've written a number of books uh, about (laughs) creation of chocolate and sugar-related products. Uh, All the wrapping of my books is like a gold kind of foil type thing. And Bill, Bill, what do you have to say to the allegations that you are actually in cahoots um, with Big Floss, with the Big Floss industry? (laughs) I would say that there, I would remind everybody that those are allegations. <laughs> Baseless. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Welcome, Bill, to the sugar coma. Actually, let's back it up. This is not the sugar coma. This is not 97.8. This is barred to death. <laughs> Bart to Death is a weekly storyteller's podcast where Colin and I gather to uh, tell stories from our individual lives. Um, we also on Thursdays sometimes bring you micro stories where we're increasingly involving the listeners. Uh, so as always, we encourage you to participate, to engage, to tell us your own stories and to be involved in this podcast as well with us. Um, mm-hmm. to, this is actually, Colin, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a mathematician, but I think this might be our 20th episode. This is the big 2-0. Ooh. Some episode po- 20. Some podcasts wait until episode 100 to celebrate. We are not, we're waiting till <laughs> 20. We wait until 20th. We're ready to celebrate. We are ready to celebrate because I think nobody thought, ourselves included, that we would make it this far. Yeah, this is 19 more episodes than I thought we'd do. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, this is exactly 19 more episodes more than my wife thought we would do. Okay. <laughs> um, Brittany, big, big, we love you. Uh, big I'm fan. totally, I'm totally making this up. She was always supportive, but, <laughs> but we, to, we've had a good run. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've done a lot of one-offs. We've done a series, the cinema series. We've done a few joint ones for our 20th episode. We are going to bring you not only a, another joint story from Colin and I will both be co-bards, but I think, Colin, this might be in our top three joint stories. Mm. Yeah, this is a great co-barding episode. I think definitely like a highlight memory for you and I. And in in thinking, I guess, in, listeners and in, in kind of talking about how we were going to tell this story, we, you know, I was like, are we going to compare notes? Are we going to like, you know, kind of prepare, you know, come to the table with different sides of the stories and talk about how we want to say it? And, and the answer Ryan's answer to that was no. Um, let's just kind of jump in the water and, and see what we remember. I'm, I'm eager yeah. to see what you remember about this because I think we have two di- very different sides of this 
story. <laughs> I think this is this is going to be very much two sides of the same coin, but mm-hmm. like a buffalo nickel. One side has a buffalo on it, and the other side has JFK's head. <laughs> um, I'm sw- I blacked out. What I don't understand <laughs> the metaphor anymore. But um, yeah, so let's let's kind of dive into it. Um, let's contextualize this though. This was not recent. This was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we even want to start the story? So I, I, yeah, I guess context is, uh, do you even remember what year it was? We're in college. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty confident it's the summer of 2011 That's because, it. uh, we're both headed into our senior years of college mm-hmm. and we were both in college in the city of Houston, Texas. And for my junior year, I lived with my brother. Um, but for senior year, you and I decided that despite going to different schools, we mm-hmm. were going to be roommates. We we're going to live together. That's right. Ryan went to Rice for the latter half of his uh, college career, Rice University. I went to uh, Houston Baptist University with my buddy, Andrew, and essentially AJ. had like my best friend from college, Andrew, and my best friend from high school, Ryan. I was like trying to get them together, trying to get all three of us to live together, basically to serve me the most, to just have <laughs> like my, and then just force them to be friends so that I could have my two closest friends in, in one place. No force. Andrew and I became quick friends, uh, better friends than you and I ever were. So, well, well. <laughs> so we're, it's, it's moving day, summer 2011. Now, if you know anything about summer, in Houston, Texas, hotter than hell. Just a bad start. You don't want to move in the summer. Dante's ninth. Like it's just the it's just the worst. Director's cut. It was he was like when at the publisher they're like no we can't do this ninth level. Even he agreed this was too, <laughs> too bad. It's it's what 110 with heat index humidity humidity is 100 percent 100 degrees outside. I mean it's not dry heat. This is like a wet blanket just on top of you in, all day. For, for anyone who has flown first class, they bring around the little warm towel. It's lovely because <laughs> it's tiny and it's brief, but imagine just putting that warm towel on your face all day long. It's it's brutal. I mean, you're you're it's as I've often said, summer in Texas is migration from one AC unit to the other. That's yeah. literally your car to a house to an apartment. I mean, that's literally all it is. And if you're outside for an extended period of time between the hours of 11 a.m. and 5 p.m., you're you're probably going to be in trouble. Yeah. And Houston is basically a concrete empire. It is just a, mm-hmm. a pizza oven. It's just a, 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 all the heat is reflected right back at you. Mm-hmm. Add in the fact that moving is inherently stressful, just inherently not fun. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think we're particularly good at it. So it's not like we have like a rhythm or a flow or really know what we're doing. So, so let me, if I may, Ryan, let me, that's, I think that's fantastic context where everyone's excited. Ryan, myself, Andrew, we're all excited about this move, right? Because Andrew and I are actually moving out from the dorms in college. We've lived in the dorms for three years. So this is our first place off campus. So there's like, I think a very like, you know, we're all excited. This is like a return to form for Ryan and I. It's like something new for Andrew and I. So we find this great three bedroom apartment. Um, what was it? Dunvale? Was that the street? I think it was like 3131 Dunvale, something like that. Yeah. Off of Dunvale and Westheimer. So this is like the Galleria area, essentially of Houston. Yeah. <coughs> nice. It's nice, but it's also not nice. <laughs> it's like, yeah, simultaneously <laughs> nice and like sketchy. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. And it's, I guess the first bookend of this story is it's, it's moving day. 
And we it starts at Ryan's apartment. So the the goal of this is to collect the few items that Ryan has left with his dad's truck, Ryan's car, my car, and move these into our apartment. Um, yeah. So what, I also what got, items? Yeah. <laughs> what well, we I got to add in another layer here. Okay. So okay. this was like the only day that the three of us could move, but. I was also taking an intensive summer course at Rice. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's one of those where it's like you go four days a week for th- three weeks and that's like a semester's worth of credits. So it's very intensive, very time consuming. And I was going on vacation and I was going to miss a couple classes. So I had to like make up those classes. And the only time I could make up those classes was also this day. I mean, it was kind of the perfect storm. So no wait, No, I don't remember this. Ryan is like the official moving day when you bailed. <laughs> like, I don't rem- like the what? one where we, I, this is a different day. This was like, we were getting a few of your items to move in. I don't remember. This is the official day. Am I remembering that? Am I misremembering that? I, I don't want to accuse you of being wrong, but okay, okay. here's here's why I know I also had, basically I had to get to Rice's campus at like one o'clock to meet my professor to do this like intensive makeup section. Um, and so I remember from, we meet at like 9 a.m. Dang, it must have just been a, a horribly long day then because I remember those as two different days. It's a dog day. I remember... I had to, we're basically battling this clock on my end. That's why we met at my place to get all okay, my stuff that's right. done that's so right. that I, we could move it and then I could go to a campus and take care of this and then meet back up with you That's um, right, and help you guys move your stuff. That's right. Yeah. All right. So we get to your apartment. We've got all three cars there. Uh, your dad's truck, my 2003 Ford Taurus, Andrew's Jeep. What We got a, a convoy. We got a convoy. And so we go in, we look at your apartment. I remember there wasn't much to move. I didn't have too much. I was a It's like a mattress, a few lamps, um like a, a spring spring box, etc., a couple boxes. We I had done a lot of work the night before to try and kind of cut down on what we actually had to do. Really, I just needed help with I think there was a couch and a futon and um It was pretty minimal. My mattress, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and and, the, and I'll say about the mattress. This thing was it was an original like Tempur Pedic mattress, OG, right? OG Tempur Pedic, like full. I inherited it. It probably cost a couple grand. My aunt gave it to me. This is not an Amazon it. knockoff that I have upstairs. This is not the Nectar bed which I just bought for or downstairs. Uh, this is like a legitimate like space bed. Remember that when they came out, it was like, this is, you can sleep like you're in space. Wasn't that their whole thing? Yeah. The Swiss nation won a collective like Nobel prize for this mattress, this exact mattress. <laughs> this. And, and with that said, important to note because the original ones, I, I don't even, I, I'll need some fact checking on this, but more so than the knockoffs, maybe even today, these are very dense like heavy mattresses. Like these are serious. Dead weight. Just, I mean, I've, I remember moving this thing and I'm a big dude, you know, 300 pounds, six, four and me, you and Andrew, three guys on this thing. We could barely do it. It's heavy and it's also spineless and it has no yeah, shape. That's right. It's, it's like that scene in Goodfellas when <laughs> Liotta, De Niro and Pesci yeah. have to like yes. bring this body out to the swamp. <laughs> 
when I tell you to bury a body in the mash. That's departed, but That's still, departed. point being, it's just like <laughs> lugging dead weight around. Still Scorsese, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was like so unwieldy. I think at one point we had like a belt. <laughs> like I think I'd taken, <laughs> off, I'd taken off my belt and had tried to get it like under the middle of it, and it was just like, and then you, of course you can't drag a $2,000 oh, mattress, no. so it's like no. we're trying to roll it. But it <laughs> we got it on a skateboard. <laughs> Brian's longboard from, from we kept trying to like push him down. So we we wheel this thing. I don't even remember how we got it out. Like, no like, idea. Just sheer will. Like I'm. We all like we all pulled muscles trying to get this thing out. Oh yeah. And it's so incredibly, you know, interject at any point here, Ryan. But it's so incredibly heavy that even getting it up into the truck bed of Ryan's dad's truck, which we'd borrowed, was insane like i remember thinking we're not gonna be able to lift this thing into the truck i mean like there's probably people laughing at me right now like i've moved i'm essentially a mule like i've moved so many times and and helped so many people move especially because i own a truck now um which is essentially (laughs) like i'm just yeah it's like a colin's good for a move and a pickup from the airport (laughs) exactly exactly um and i remember thinking this is the hardest thing i've ever had to move and we we Got it into the your truck bed. Yeah. And you finally get it in. I remember there being a conversation about how to strap it down. Well, we should yeah, what basically there's two parts. We have the okay. mattress and the springboard. The springboard right. is just wood. Um it's not an actual spring, but it basically is there to support the mattress. I put the springboard down first because okay. it's it's like a bed. I was like, oh, that's the base. And then I put the Tempur-Pedic on top of the wooden springboard, and that's all sitting uh, horizontally in the bed of the truck. Which made sense to me because the the plat. I'll even just. I guess it's like a platform. Then it's not even like a springboard. It's just yeah. to raise the mattress off the ground. Yeah. Um. Is is not that heavy. This no, is not it's hollow. So this you have this like incredibly heavy mattress on top of it. That makes sense. Put the heavier thing on top to secure the lower thing. Yeah. And then I, I I remember this as me being neutral in this conversation and Andrew okay. saying, how do we want to strap this down? Me not really having an opinion about that, just kind of watching it happen. It's not, it's not my truck. It's not my mattress. Um, and then I, I remember this as you saying, or maybe me with you saying, well, we don't need to strap it down. Like there was, it felt like a collective conscience of, we don't we don't have to strap this thing down. It's yeah, so I, heavy. I don't remember a massive conversation. <laughs> what I think probably happened is Andrew suggested it. I was like, it's unnecessary. And then he deferred because he's probably like, yeah, I mean, that's your call, laissez-faire. Um, and it was, I can't stress this enough. It was so hard to get into the truck. It's a bajillion pounds. It was a bajillion it's, pounds. It's like a, a black hole is the densest thing in the universe. Yeah. I, I don't know. This thing is not going anywhere. I was, I was convinced of it. Yeah. We're also driving a few miles across town. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Today's the car's going great. So we, we get everything loaded up. My car's yeah. got odds and ends. Andrew's has odds and ends. And I think you, you were driving the truck, Ryan. I'm right? driving the truck. Yeah. Yeah. Which has the mattress and the main, the yeah. main item. Now there's two, this was like an RPG, like a game, like there's two routes you can take. Mm -hmm. You can go on Westheimer, which is going to be a slow 
you know, 25 mile an hour, a bunch of lights. Stop lights, yeah. Yeah, cut through the center of town. It's probably directionally shorter, but it'll take, I don't know, maybe about 40 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be slow and steady race. Or you can get on the highway. I think mm-hmm. you get on like 59 to 45. Yeah, that's it. And it's directionally a little longer, but we're, you know, 65 miles an hour. You're there in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We opt for the latter. We opt for the latter. Convoy rolls out. Um, have you ever seen like Black Hawk Down? It's just like <laughs> just rolling through Mogadishu. Um, I somehow have like a police like. light on my car. <laughs> we all have our flashers on. It's like, I remember it was like you, me, Ro- Andrew in the convoy. Like you're leading yeah. the way. Yeah. Um, and then me and then Andrew. And yeah. It, I, to, and- go ahead. I was going to say, before you even get on the highway, there's this little thing called the Allen Parkway, which is like a nice little middle ground. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like a 45 to 50 mile an hour little city parkway Mm -hmm. that transitions you from like the residential area to the highway. We drove on the Allen Parkway, no issues at all. No issues. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah, Allen Parkway is just, yeah, it's a a nice area. We're going, I, I remember, so I remember now we're on the highway we're in the left-hand lane. Is that correct? I remember yeah. us being in the left-hand lane. The way, cause to get on the highway, it's a pretty steep, uh, vertical, like on ramp and you do like a mm-hmm. loop. And then all of a sudden you're just like flung onto 59, which is chaos. It's PT Barnum's highway. It's absolute madness. There's like a leopard running all over the place. <laughs> I, I guess we should say, lady. I guess we should say too, like, because I remember bringing Brittany to Houston for the first time. If you've never driven and, and, a city like Houston, as big as it is. I mean, it's just this flat, I mean, eight lane highways. I mean, just massive and people are cutting it. I mean, Houston driving (laughs) is, is it's, it really is like a skill set of like now I'm in North Carolina, all highways are two, three lanes. You know, it's, it's super mellow. I mean, Houston is like, it's like a war zone, like getting on and off these highways. And yeah, so we're bearing left to, to change onto these highways and we're, we're getting, and this is like right by the aquarium area, I guess, like where it gets like really, yeah. really high. And yeah, it's super high. Yeah. As we're like climbing up this just massive interstate, that's, that's hundreds you know, of feet in the air. Yeah. Hundreds of feet above the bottom of the city. I, I see, this is my, you're angle. right behind me. I'm right behind you. Wait, 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 we should say what kind of cars we're in. Uh, so I'm in a <laughs> massive Ford F-150 and you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd mentioned that. Yeah. So Ryan's in the truck, F-150, really nice truck. I'm in a uh, 2003 Ford Taurus. This thing's just a piece. And Andrew's in his black Jeep, um, yeah. what, Cherokee, I think? Yeah. And yeah, so it's like the three of us. And I, I see, as we're climbing up this highway, the corner, like one of the corners of the mattress just starting to like peel up. It almost looked like a bandaid, like when you start to peel a bandaid off or when you start <laughs> to like, when you, if you lift a piece of paper up by the corner, like the majority of the piece of paper is still on the desk. You just kind of like maybe an inch or two off the desk. It's like, that's what it looked like. That's what I remember thinking of like, Oh, this thing has a little bit of give to it. Like, that's interesting because it, it literally weighed 900 pounds getting yeah. it in there. But I guess it was like, just the the beauty of physics and aerodynamics. And as we're like climbing this highway and getting higher and higher and higher, it's just like, 
it almost feels like when you're going up the roller coaster and it's like click 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 all you hear is like clicking <laughs> and then you get to the top and the clicking stops and there's that moment where you're like Shh. i guess you're at like the fulcrum of this yeah <laughs> you know and it's like you, it, you could you you you're starting to move forward but like nothing's really happening and anyway i see this mattress starting to f- what i would describe as like fluttering like yeah. the heaviest thing that I've ever carried in my life <laughs> is now like a piece of paper just kind of fluttering. Yeah, I obviously <laughs> didn't see that and I wasn't looking. So to me, all is fine and good in the world. And onward we go. And, and, and then like as we're, <laughs> as the roller coaster starts to head downward. Picking up speed. We're picking up some speed. This thing... Um, it's, it's like, it's like flutter, like the corner, the corner of the mattress is kind of like flutters up, goes back down, flutters up a little bit more, goes back down. And I'm like, Oh, it's okay. Like a little sketchy, like probably should have strapped it down and then, movement. It, and then it flutters up like a third time, only, ah. <laughs> only this time when it, when it, when it flutters up, it does not go back down. It just rips out of the bed. Of the truck. So, so like two, two thoughts happen in my mind. One. Oh my God, this thing just flew out of his truck. Like it's coming out. That's insane. So I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to like, think it's funny. I'm like, Oh my God, that's hilarious. This thing's going to get lost. And then two, Oh, like I'm right behind. Him. <laughs> You're right. But this, this is going to destroy me in my car Death by temper cause of death. <laughs> <Tempur-pedic>. <laughs> A Nobel prize winning mattress. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I literally, as this thing is going to land on my windshield is like where it's headed. So I, without even being able to check my blind spot or the right hand lane, I just swerve over. I have no option. And Andrew, I think does the same thing. And this thing just gets like, (laughs) this thing just lands like half shoulder, half lane behind us. And like, I mean, we, we had to like swerve out of the way just to, to save our, our cars and our lives from hitting this thing. And this is, this is at a point in the highway where you cannot, I mean, you just cannot stop, right? There's no shoulder at all. There's, there's no shoulder. The only way out is forward. Yeah. So where, I mean, when did, when did it, pro, when did you process? I mean, were you just like jamming music and you had no idea till we got there? Um, February 18th, 2019. I'm still trying to, <laughs> so I didn't, to me, there was no, like for you, it's almost like you're watching something and you saw signs of, of instability. You saw it slowly crumble. To me, it went from zero to 60 in an instant. Mm-hmm. I, I, the all, next thing I knew, I saw in my rear view mirror movement, my eyes went there and I saw the mattress gone. And it, <laughs> it, it was a feather. It was like this weightless, ecstatic chaos. Mm-hmm. suspended physics. I I did not grasp it, fathom it. It just flew off like (laughs) a $2,000 feather. In my mind, it was like all the rules had just been broken of, of physics and gravity. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just flew like the air was, uh, it was no match for the air. Um, and I later, I'm still surprised by it, honestly, like I, I am too, but I explained it to my dad later, and he's like, "Do you know how airplanes work? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it just takes a little bit of air to climb mm-hmm. under there, and then the it just, the lift takes care of the rest." And I was like, "I well, first of all, I don't know how airplanes work, <laughs> but 
think, yeah, um, that response is so good. Dad, I just made this huge mistake. I just lost $2,000. And the reply is, do you know how airplanes work? Oh, man, that's no. so good. No. <laughs> how do they work? <laughs> Obviously, if I did, I, this would not have happened. I'd work for Boeing, <laughs> but they won't return my calls. Um, so then we, next thing I know, we get to the complex. Yeah, well, I just got to say... I spent the rest of the 10, 15 minute drive just like stunned. Um, yeah, me too. Shell shot. Like, you still got to drive a vehicle on a busy highway. You still have to be like mentally present, but I'm, I'm, yep. You can't stop. You can't go back. You just got to go forward. And I'm trying to, I, at no point did I ever think about stopping. Cause you're right. There's no shoulder. This is, there's just no hope, but, or nor do I want a mattress that's been like driven on. But I do remember being like, wow, thank God. Colin was not just like killed or in a serious accident. <laughs> wow. Dude. So we, also this is kind of his fault. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I was pro strap. I actually remember it more clearly. I I'll bi- had I'll straps you. with me. <laughs> I'll build you. <laughs> so I remember us pulling into like the little like cul-de-sac lobby yeah. area. We didn't even, we didn't even make it to our new apartment. Like we pull in and I think we, all three of us just instinctively knew we've, we're just going to stop at like, as soon as we get to the complex, we're stopping to convene about like, in my mind, like, are we going to go back? Are we going to try and like salvage this thing? Do we, do we just have to let it go? Like, and I remember pulling in, we all get out of our car. I can already see where Andrew is going. Like he's starting to break. Like he's starting to laugh. Classic Andrew, which the, is the like fissures, the too the too soon laugh. I, and I'm like, I'm on the fence. Like I could go like super concerned. I almost died. Like I feel really bad for Ryan. Or I could go just full. Like let's all just make fun of this. Roast level dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're talking Pike Place. And I and I remember you said the first. You broke the silence, and you were like. I don't even want to hear it. I did. Don't, don't even say it. Don't even joke about it. And we just like we just went straight silence the rest of the time because you were so bummed and you should have been. I mean, that was like a really serious, expensive thing. The only thing worse than losing the mattress was going to be the social ridicule that I was going to have to endure from both of you. I don't want to hear it. Not Don't say it. I a said word. I can't. I just yeah, can't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. That's what you said. The first words were I can't. Just on the verge of total psychological implosion. I love it. Um, <laughs> and we had to go like do a sit down with like the leasing agent. Oh, the, the day is <laughs> she's just, in a great mood. The, the day's day is getting going. The day has just begun. It's like nine thirty a.m. Coffee. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I had to call. We should mention too. Our new apartment is a third floor apartment, no Naturally. elevator naturally it's an outside apartment so there's like no inside area no ac no elevator so we got to carry everything up six flights of stairs like two you know each each i guess it's like technically three stories but it was like six separate flights because they like it was like two like a zigzag per per story (laughs) i i had to call my dad who was with my whole family and then um his brother, my mm-hmm. uncle, and their family, they were on vacation. Uh, wonder where my evitation was, but <laughs> I had to call him and, and tell him, and which you don't really, nothing's going to be accomplished, but you still have to like report to your family. Like, how did, yeah, <laughs> just like this uh, moment of pure confusion. And I tell him, and I'm like, please don't tell anyone. Next thing I know, I'm just getting barrage with texts from my <laughs> uncle and my aunt, who, by the way, 
I'm like always in proximity to when I mess up in this life with you, like with the mattress, then they roast me. <laughs> we got mugged and I get roasted. <laughs> uh, I accidentally texted my uncle that time I meant to text you that <laughs> inappropriate quote from just friends. Yeah. It's just this, my uncle and my aunt just are just front row witnesses. <laughs> Point being, this is just another chapter. This is just in, ammo. In my my yeah. tour of humiliation. Um, <laughs> but, I still had to yeah, go. Yeah, and then of to course, this. like the rest of the day, it's like, well, at least we don't have to move the mattress. Which is like, you know, <laughs> it's just. I'm so glad we don't have to carry that up three flights of stairs. That thing is nuts. Yeah. Oh man. But I still had to go to remove whatever we can of mine in, mm-hmm. and I still had to go to this meeting with my prof, which I do go to. And meanwhile, you you and Andrew are moving your stuff in, right? Yeah, I think it's like the afternoon now, and we're still. And it was like a 12-hour day of moving. It was brutal. Yeah, but I do remember, like, the deal is I'm going to go meet my prof, do this makeup session, and then come back quickly to help you, to, like, reciprocate yeah, right. your help with my stuff. <laughs> and yeah, we, every- like, we, like, moved all your stuff, lost your mattress, and then you disappeared. <laughs> You're like, all right, my stuff's done. I'm out. I got this, like, mystical meeting with my professor. <laughs> it's a very normal meeting. <laughs> I'm it's like, great. Normal. Well, I guess we'll get to our stuff now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you know what though that that wasn't even the most annoying part to, part of the day for me. It was Andrew had this love sack that was. You remember the love sack? Massive beanbag. Oh chair. my god, it was like a beanbag for like five people. Getting that thing, you want to talk about unwieldy and no structure? Like getting that thing up the six flights of stairs was nuts. Yeah, and then I had a I, desk. I, I had a desk know, that weighed two hundred pounds. That white you did. desk. You had, it's like brutal. the Oval Office desk. <laughs> FDR's initials it's a, it's carved a, into it. It's an exact replica. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually 45 pounds heavier than the Oval Office. <laughs> they made a mistake and built it out of oak. So. I remember at one point when we were getting rid of it, we just threw it down the stairs. Like a year later, I'm just like, I'm not moving this thing again. By the, by the time you had walked down the stairs to get it, it was already gone. The family yeah. beneath us had taken it. Dude, there was. There was like a Bermuda Triangle. We would leave stuff in in that complex and people would take it. It was nuts. You put a mattress out there at 4 a.m. and it was gone by 7 a.m. Every time. We'd put it out like middle of the night. Just, we'd throw it down there and it would be gone a few hours later. It's crazy. Which is uh, eaten up by the neighbors. They'll take anything. We didn't know if we, I still don't know like who it was. We had suspicions, no. but there was, yeah, that, that was a, it was a hungry complex. They'd eat up it anything. It was like, <laughs> It was like a 19th century London, like a Dickinsonian street urchin. You just like put out some porridge and it'd be gone by morning. You have no idea what kid took it, but they're living in the alleyway. Oh, man. Um, But I do remember you and Andrew accused me of like (laughs) not coming back soon enough. You're like, you, I know you like just sat there and and (laughs) waited. Yeah, you like waited till we were done. And I always denied it. And. And now you're coming clean on the pod? Like, I am coming clean on the pod. I did not delay obscenely, oh, you got, but you I got, did go to Whole Foods oh, and had no, I a knew lunch. It. I knew it. You st- You found AC, you found shelter, you found food. I was psychologically dilapidated. I just wanted to sit at Whole Foods and eat a sandwich. We were physically dilapidated. We were out in the sun for like... 18 hours. It was just 12. Now it's 18. I was, I was debating 20th century <laughs> politics with my professor. This was like the millennial version of war. This was like, <laughs> this was our nom. All right. I've seen some things. <laughs> Grenada, man. <laughs> this is, 
gosh. Yeah, so I, I did actually well. delay, but not not excessively. Of course we knew that. Like it was obvious. Well, <laughs> well if you weren't gonna give me credit, I'm glad I I did it. Well <coughs> credit for coming clean. I always thought it was Chick-fil-A. I never thought it was Whole Foods, so no, I'm way better. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I did. Cause I remember I finally make it back to the apartment at six six thirty p.m. Sun's finally kind of You've been dipping. gone like seven hours. <laughs> I I walked in third floor apartment. I remember seeing you so sprawled mad. sprawled out Vitruvian man on the floor. <laughs> Vitruvian man with like a sandwich. You'd gone to I don't know some sandwich place. And just the leftover food wrapper on the ground, and you were just—you were just a man defeated, totally collapsed. Yeah, totally collapsed. Oh man, that was still to this day. That was the worst moving day I've ever had. Dreadful. Because we we yeah. in, we enlisted no help. I don't even think we used a U-Haul. No, such idiots. Get the U-Haul or pay someone, oh. and don't have to buy a new mattress. That's even just like get your buddies there and. Do pizza and beer. Like that's what I do now. Like that's our, our rules. If we're going to ask people to help make it simple, like even just like have everything packed. I don't think Andrew just, had his stuff packed even like it was just a, <laughs> it was just a nightmare of a day. Yeah. It, it was the worst. Um, I, I do remember moving out of that apartment a year later, you and I in direct <laughs> reaction to this day, we we're like, we're not moving during the day. We moved from like At 11 night. PM to 4 AM. That's right. And the yeah, coolest, the night. coolest part of the night, which was still super hot, but at least it wasn't sunny. And we drove <laughs> all asked, our stuff. Remember back. I thought I, I broke your dad's truck bed. Yeah. I like we used the same <laughs> F one fifty. It's a nice truck. This is a platinum edition F one fifty. This is really nice. Oh, yeah. And I like closed. I remember like we did something with the bed to where like it wouldn't lock anymore. And I was like, oh, we just yeah. broke your dad's truck bed. We're going to have to like buy him a new latch or whatever. And then yeah. like if we just randomly got it to work like last minute, it just started working again. And we're like, oh, after after an hour of trying to fix it and then giving up and being like, we're going to have to pay, you know, five grand to yeah, repair yeah. this truck bed. <laughs> Probably more. Oh, my gosh. Good times. That was that was the de- and that was. On that move out, that's the definition of like a time when you hand clean the place to get your deposit back, and Mm -hmm. then you still only get a fifth of it back. They're like, yeah, it was dirty. I'm like, we hand cleaned it. And they're like, yeah, it wasn't good. Which like, I've always been an advocate of like, clean it. I I lived with some guys up here, and they basically were like, didn't clean at all when they left. And I ended up like cleaning the whole place, and we got like nothing back. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. Like... Cause that was like when I would, I got, I'm a clean person, Ryan, you know this. I think you're a pretty clean guy too. Yeah. But like I got way, I mean, I would like do the oven. I would like clean the yeah. oven. I mean, it was, every, I mean, this place was spotless and now I'm like, no way. Get your crap out. Vacuum. Call it a day. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to polish. I'm not going to clean the windows. With <laughs> Cause wind, you're not going to get it back anyway. Nope. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that apartment was, um, it was not a bad apartment. It was kind of surrounded by some bad memories, though. Well, and at that point, you know, it's like in college. I don't know. I don't know about y'all listeners. I'd love to hear your moving stories if you have any. But I'd moved every year, so yeah. I've essentially moved every year since high school. It wasn't until like I did two years up here in in 
at divinity school where I lived in the same place for two years. And that was like the longest I'd stayed in one place. And then I moved again the next year. And then I moved again and my wife and I stayed in a place for two years and we just moved again. We just bought our first house and we've been here for a few months. And it's like, I'm like, now that we're here in this house, I'm like, I really hope we stay here for a while because I, I literally, since I was 18 have not lived, you know, the past 11, 12 years have not lived in a place for more than two years at a time. Yeah. I'm dying in the home that I live in right now. Like I've decided this is it. Um, they're going to have to like, they're going to find me after like two months. This is a casket right when I walked in. Yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I cannot wait to die here. It is amazing. As long as they don't have to move. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, um, Aunt Ryan, I don't know. Let's throw this question back and forth. What did you, what did you learn from the mattress fiasco of 2011? Yeah. I, I kind of like the idea of from every story you can potentially learn something very silly and or pragmatic, I guess kind of one dimensional. And then maybe there's something more profound beneath it. Um, on the one dimensional front, huge advocate for straps and, <laughs> and just barricading and yep, yep. double up. Andrew had bungee cords in his truck. I remember him saying, Dude. yeah, I had bungees and would have saved me thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And who um, knows if that, I really hope it didn't hurt anyone else. Like, like there no, wasn't like, there's like a 15 the car, car pile up. Houston, Houston investigators are still searching. <laughs> <laughs> we found him. <laughs> oh man. That's cut great. to press conference. We got him. <laughs> but police chief is like being reinstated. He was fired. Yeah. He, <laughs> his, like, his wife just like left him. It's like, a, it's you like can't a, solve any case. <laughs> it's Danny Glover from saw, like dishonorably discharged as a cop <laughs> <laughs> mattress men found. Yeah, I'll just echo that and say that's what I learned is even recently I went and picked up a mattress, a memory foam mattress actually, and the guy yeah. I threw it in the bed and the guy was like, You don't you probably don't need to strap that down and I said, Man, anything that goes into the back of this truck is getting strapped down. Yeah. Like I mean, you don't Gotta, know the things that I've seen. Just like a Yeti cooler. I almost died. Yeah, just like a like yeah. yeah. But really funny. on a little deeper level, there there are like these moments that everyone does every year. It's moving, it's airport runs, mm-hmm. it's um, anytime you call up buddies to do something and you're not paying them. I mean, these are like mm-hmm. these weird little bonding moments that <laughs> on the surface, everyone hates and no one wants to do. Um, compensation is usually pizza and or alcohol. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they are... I loathe them and don't want to do them. If anyone's thinking of inviting me to help them with anything, don't call me. But having said that, there are some pretty cool memories of these moments um, specifically around moving because it is so like task oriented and teamwork oriented and such a grind that when you're done that moment where you are sprawled out on the carpet is Mm -hmm. kind of special and kind of fun. And then the people Mm -hmm. you do it with um, like you're bonded because I mean, you remember that day, Mm -hmm. the trials, the tribulations, et cetera. Yeah. Your back shot for like a week. I do. I do remember, um, when we moved out. Yeah. Just yeah. I'll just say well said to that. There's definitely like when, and we were just such idiots to try and do this move three, three moves essentially in one day. Brutal. I mean, to just think that we could even make that work and not space it out a little bit. I remember when we moved out, you and I kept having conversations about like, we're never repeating 
that type of thing again. Yeah. That for like the month before we moved out, every, <laughs> we did the every, piecemeal thing. Every single day when I walked out of the apartment to get onto my car, I had like a sticky note on my door that said like, "What are you getting rid of?" <laughs> what yeah. Are you, and I would like one by one, Ditch it like, all. I would just grab like a lampshade and just have no lampshade on my lamp for a month, or like, <laughs> or like a pair of shoes I didn't the think I'd wear, move. and I just like slowly moved it piece by piece. Yeah, brick which I'm not brick. sure is better because then it's like you're moving for a month and it's really yeah, not that yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything in closing that you learned or, or took away here besides the obvious of <laughs> strap it down? Yeah, I think like obviously, yeah, strap it down. But I, yeah, I don't know, man. There was something for me. It's I actually look back on the day really fondly now that it's over and like yeah. my back is healed yeah. and my knee has healed and <laughs> my heart is healed. <laughs> like it's definitely like a fond memory of like moving really sucks. Everybody hates it. And um, I don't know. It was just like one of the like of course i've had like plenty of moves since then but that one was was by far the funniest and the most grueling and i think for those reasons and and for this story of like almost dying you know death by mattress on the highway yeah. and having to like swerve out of it um yeah I it's mean, the most it's you know it's think things that really suck in the moment i think can actually you you, you know you'll look back really fondly like those yeah. are like serious growth moments of like, and there was a piece of me that was like, when we got out of the car and you were like, I can't don't even joke about it, which made us want to <laughs> laugh about it even more. Sure. It's like, there are just moments when you cannot, when you cannot laugh about stuff. Like <laughs> that was like, I remember thinking, you know, like, and sometimes I'll think back to that. Like if something really serious is happening, I'll be like, okay, we've got like a Ryan with a mattress just, situation here. Like, don't joke about this yet. Give it, give it a few hours. There's and then a can, <laughs> little waiting period. Let's let the raw wound. I, and I think I had waited like maybe three or four hours. And not like, long enough. It, not long enough. And I was like, Ryan, we still got your <laughs> mattress downstairs. Like, yeah. Like, Ryan, where's your mattress? I didn't see that. Are we going to pull that upstairs as well? Yeah. Anyway, you um, guys waited until until then. You realized <laughs> I was taking a long time to come back, and you're like, "All right, this guy's yeah. mercy Mercy Street <laughs> has ended." <laughs> I'm throwing eight mattress jokes at his face. Dead end it. here. <laughs> Cut to me at Whole Foods. I'm like, now this Gruyere cheese. <laughs> just, how, how long has this been aged? I'm you're like, like, just give me the whole rotisserie. You're just eating <laughs> an entire chicken. Oh no, this would be nice for a, a dinner party. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you, uh, I'll say this yeah. just to, yeah, in closing. If you have crazy moving stories, uh, send them to us. Connect at bartodeath.com. Email them to us. Um, if it's good enough, you might be the next micro story. I need moving stories. I This is one, <laughs> a, a theme that <laughs> everyone has them. Please. We got a lot of great like movie-related stories from the series. Please shower us with the moving <laughs> stories. That's right. Um, episode 20, In the Bag. Wow. wow. Thank you so much, listeners. Um, for our data sabermetrics uh, people <laughs> out there. <laughs> what? Um, where are my data scientists at? <laughs> we, uh, t- uh, today, which is not the day we're releasing, but today, February 18th, 2019, uh, we had the most downloads we've ever had for a single day. We're mm-hmm. trending in, in the right direction. Can't thank you enough for listening, um, for telling people you know about yes. our podcast. Uh the data is really encouraging on our end. So for sure, uh, just want to throw that right back at you. Thank you so much. Your support means everything. Your engagement means everything. Um, we wouldn't do this without you and, and hope you'll participate with us. 
Yeah. And the, the best, some people have asked me recently, how can I, how can I help you guys? How can I be a Bard supporter? There's no money. There's nothing, there's none of that. This isn't a paid thing. There's no advertising. The best thing you can do is subscribe, you know, on iTunes or wherever you listen and then tell friends about it. Like the, the yeah. word of mouth, the absolute best thing to do. If you hear an episode or a story that you like, share it on social media, like subscribe. If you feel bold enough, review us on iTunes, Apple podcasts. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, here's to episode 21 next week. Cheers. We'll be back next Monday with a fresh story that you won't want to miss. So don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or our website, bardtodeath.com. And if you're really vibing us, consider writing us a review in the iTunes store. Have a story of your own that you'd like to share with Ryan and I? Email it to us at connect at bardtodeath.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Our outro music is graciously provided by Ryan's band, We Are Tall Boys. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Bandcamp. Until next time, we hope our story in some way helps you find the humor, beauty, and truth in your own story. I'm Colin Apshapair, and this has been Bard to Death. There's me and there's nature. What's it for, legislator, when my thoughts are so obscene? There's peace in your headlights, the mother's got seven daughters and sons, each one is a struggle.